Each year, more than 12 million people will hear the same three devastating words. You have cancer. I'm Lee Silverstein, a survivor of pediatric kidney cancer and stage four colon cancer. My amazing wife, Linda, has taught me that we have cancer because every one of us is affected by it in some way. Survivors, family, friends, and medical and support team members. And we all have a story worth telling. Welcome to We Have Cancer. Welcome to episode 107 of We Have Cancer. I think you're really going to like this week's episode. I interviewed Mallory Casperson. Mallory is the CEO and founder of Lacuna Loft. Lacuna Loft is an online nonprofit organization that provides wellness support and resources to young adult cancer patients, survivors, and caregivers. You can find them online at lacunaloft.org. And during our conversation, we talked about how and why Mallory transitioned from being a aerospace engineer Uh, She had worked for NASA. She has her uh, doctorate in aerospace engineering. And what happened in her life that thrust her into the cancer community? And she talks all about the wonderful resources that Lacuna Loft provides their community. So if you know someone or you yourself are a young adult cancer patient, survivor, or caregiver, I know you're really going to enjoy this episode. So join me now for my conversation with Mallory Casperson. Mallory, thank you so much for joining me. How are you this evening? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited. Uh, I am too. I am too. And the place I want to start, because as I was researching, doing a little bit of research, this question just jumped out at me. And that is, how did an aerospace engineer doing work with NASA wind up finding this kind of a nonprofit? <laughs> yeah, I think I think that there are many paths that uh, life takes us down. I was just having a conversation with someone recently about how I wasn't on plan A, B, or C. I was probably on like D or E or F in terms of, you know, where I thought I would be in my life and where my career has taken me. But I was diagnosed, well, I guess my mother was diagnosed when I was finishing up my undergrad degree. And she did treatment and radiation and everything like that kind of into my master's degree. And then um, I was very fortunate to be able to serve as one of her primary caregivers during the last couple of months of her life. And so that was during my master's. And I quickly kind of moved back to school and two months later was diagnosed myself with Hodgkin's lymphoma. And I was able to finish up my master's. I started a PhD. I very much Um, enjoyed the work that I was doing. I loved my team down at NASA, um, down in Huntsville, Alabama, but I just needed a little bit of a more compassionate working environment in my kind of academic setting. And um, I was still dealing with a lot of late effects, a lot of um, anxiety and a lot of fatigue and just needed a little bit more space, I guess. And um, so I left um, graduate school with, I think the idea at the time that I would just go back in a year or two. Um, My spouse and I were about to move. And so I figured I would just, you know, let us set up shop in a new city before I did any of How long, let me jump in. How long ago was this? Yeah, I was treated in 2011 and I left graduate school in 2013. Okay. 
So, so about five years now, which also seems wonderful and crazy. And I was tasked to, I was kind of challenged to do whatever I wanted for a year because we were supposed to move out of our small town in a year, which of course it wasn't a year, but, and I, I like was going through this major identity crisis because for a while then up until that point, I had been working towards this goal of being, you know, an academic researcher, engineer, and um, all of a sudden that path was not on the table in the same way anymore. And so I thought of all the things that I liked doing and, and what I had been excited about in the last six months and decided that I would write a blog to try to connect with other young survivors and and deal with being a young survivor from a lifestyle management point of view. And because I hadn't been given any help in that arena, I hadn't been told that being a young survivor was different than, than maybe being a survivor at a different age in terms of the resources available. And, and I never met someone my age who had been through cancer at that point. So I spent about a year blogging and getting friends of friends to help out and just connecting with young survivor after young survivor. And from all of those conversations, just learned that there are so many overlaps in terms of what the young adult cancer population kind of needs. And so from that, in this very weird organic process, an aerospace engineer turned into a nonprofit leader. See, it wasn't just me thinking that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so how did this all evolve to lacunaloft.org? Yeah. So I named the blog Lacuna Loft and it was really just that. It was lacunaloft.com. It auto directs now to .org. So you're not going to see anything different there. But I was actually kind of talking with my mother-in-law at the time around kind of the year mark of having blogging and having had all these conversations because she had started a cancer resource center, brick and mortar location in the South suburbs of Chicago in the eighties. And so I was describing to her kind of the needs of this population that I was just hearing over and over again. And she says, it sounds a lot like you're about to start a cancer resource center. And so we talked about what that might look like and I roped her into joining my board and And the rest is kind of history. We've very organically grown a set of programs um, over the last three and a half years. And we're very intentional with listening to the audience that we that we bring in because I am a young adult cancer survivor, but I don't represent, you know, the whole group. And so we just kind of listened to what people liked and what they didn't and grown from there. You know, that's interesting because I saw on your site and I'll, I'll read the quote. It says, we're not a website, we're not a program, and we're not a project. <laughs> so fill in the blank for me, what are you? Yeah, we are a fully fledged nonprofit organization offering a multitude of different programs for different people, depending on you know how they wanna connect with others and, and where they're kind of lacking in support. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you spoke about some of the challenges that are unique to young adults. uh, What are some of those challenges? So I think the three main things that I heard over and over from the people that I spoke with were that this group wants to be connected to one another. They're often completely isolated during a treatment regimen. They can also, they can often go through a whole treatment regimen without meeting someone their age. They want 
their concerns to be validated. They're a population that is often diagnosed late because you walk into a clinic with an issue, but of course it couldn't be cancer because you're too young. And then they want those concerns to be validated and those connections to be made in a safe space. And so the goal of Lacuna Loft is kind of to kind of accomplish those three things. In terms of the other issues that the young adult population sees, often access to fertility, conversations and or actual um, you know, medical care in order to address the fertility concerns that happen during a young adult cancer diagnosis. We're often family building or we're dating. We're new to careers, so we might not have a lot of time off or a lot of, you know, kind of built in respectability in an office to take an extended leave and, you know, feel secure in that decision. Until recently, we were usually underinsured or not insured at all. Some of that is changing with the healthcare reform in the country. I sit in a certain camp when it comes to that, but we, we don't have to go into that. <laughs> Yeah, and, and, and isolation. Isolation is kind of one of the main things that now is being studied as really causing quality of life issues that could potentially also cause quality of care issues. And so Lacunoff's really number one goal is just getting this population connected to one another because there's so much power in, in learning that you're not alone, that, you, that you're not going crazy with, with the new issues and concerns that you're having. It's weird to be 24 years old and feel very fatigued, you know, and I think that can kind of make one feel a little bit like they're going crazy. I know that's how I felt. And so even just hearing from someone else like, oh, no, I totally feel fatigued, too. It's just it's this amazing burden to be able to share that with someone else. Sure. And, you know, as I'm listening to what you have to say here, Mallory, it kind of dawned on me because certainly my young adult days are a few years behind me that the social impact it has to be much greater for a young cancer patient than older folks. Yeah, I think I would you know, agree. It's got to be so many more moving parts there. And there's not the same sort of peer support. An, an older adult at least has peers that have been through some sort of life you know, crisis, whether it be health of a parent or otherwise. And, and when you're 24, 25, even in your you know early to mid-30s, you often don't have that. And yeah, and... Yeah, small kids at home, all those kinds of things, I think, just make a cancer diagnosis a little bit, a little bit complicated. I often see people posting in the various Facebook groups talking about their struggle to stay hydrated. And if that applies to you, you should check out H2ORS. H2ORS is an oral rehydration solution. It's a medically accepted alternative to IV hydration. So for those of you who are struggling with this issue of staying hydrated, either due to an ostomy or perhaps chemotherapy, H2ORS is something for you to consider. It'll really help replenish your fluids and electrolyte levels. As a matter of fact, it has three times the electrolytes of most of the popular sports drinks without the excess sugar, artificial flavor, or artificial colors. My buddy Chris Shaw over at H2ORS is offering listeners of the podcast an opportunity to try a free sample of H2ORS. All you need to do is just go to their site, h2ors.com forward slash sample, and they'll ship a free sample out to you, no strings attached. And when you're ready to make your first purchase at h2ors.com, if you use the coupon code CCPOD, they'll give you 10% off your first order. Be sure to stick around to the end of this episode to learn how you can get your rear in gear. 
how is Lacuna Loft supported? That's a great question. We're always willing to take donations. (laughs) (laughs) So I'll be sure to include a link uh, in the show notes for this. If people want to make a donation, they can go go to wehavecancershow.com forward slash 107 and all the information and links and all of that for our conversation and donation, all that will be included. Wonderful. Yes. So we thank you. I very much appreciate that. We have a great group of individual donors. We also have program specific grant support and, um, and some other kind of corporate gifts. So we're kind of a little bit all over the place in terms of where nonprofits usually get money. We're set up as a 501c3 in California, but we have a very national scope. So yeah, our number one goal has always just been to offer great programming and to do so in an authentic and transparent manner. And so we kind of take the same stance when it comes to our funding. We publish all of our tax returns. I know that's required, but we do so very readily on our site, annual report, all of that kind of stuff. And the funding... From what I saw from my end, is there more than just virtual programs? No, right now Lacuna Law runs absolutely all of our programs virtually. It was really important to me that 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 be kind of one of the cornerstones of the organization. When I was diagnosed, I was living in central Illinois in a college town where there were lots of young adults. And in fact, if you were going to get treated with cancer in central Illinois, as opposed to going up to Chicago or south to St. Louis, you were definitely in the right place. But there wasn't a young adult cancer presence. There wasn't a support group. And unless you were a breast cancer survivor, which I am not, there wasn't an in-person kind of outward other community that, that you could join. And so I didn't know, I didn't know where to go. And so we focus exclusively on running online programming because it means that if you're inpatient in a hospital, you can still join. If you're stuck in, not stuck, but if you're isolated in rural America, um, you can still join. If you're too tired because of treatments or just being a young adult in general, you don't have to drive to a program. You can attend hours virtually. And so we pull participants from absolutely every corner of the country. That's terrific. A, a, A cursory glance through the site I think I counted well over 20 different types of programs and resources. Am I close? Um, I think we have about a dozen um, like fully fledged programs in terms of things that you can either get kind of continually directly through the website or through a video chat platform. But we also, if you know, if we don't have it, we want a survivor to know where they can get it. And so we readily um, talk about other organizations and what they're doing. We have a resource page. So yeah, we try to, we try to <laughs> kind of, we try to get these survivors connected to one another in, in whatever way they would like, basically. And <laughs> we work really very hard at that. That's terrific. How, what would you say are your most popular programs and resources? Yeah, I'd say there are probably three of them. We have a blog, which I think probably gets in the most people. We publish Monday through Friday, lots of different voices that that you can find in that program. Lots of different perspectives, lots of different diagnoses. And then the other three programs that I would say are definitely our kind of most coveted are our writing group. The writing workshop meets for eight week sessions. They attend a video chat once a week for eight weeks and uh, they go through this 
kind of very amazing process with one another over that eight weeks. And so that group of survivors really kind of creates this very cool bond. We also have creative art workshops where survivors sign up for a specific activity. We send them a supply box in the mail with everything that they would need. Similar to if you were to go to a cancer support community type location or a cancer resource center and attend some sort of crafting event, it's the same sort of thing, only we send you everything they need. And then they attend via video chat at the day and time and get some tutorial and some connection to other survivors and you know, and and a new skill to kind of take with them to chemo or otherwise. And then the book club is another one that's pretty fun. That's run primarily through the website, but then we do a bit of a book club discussion at the end via video chat. um, And we donate 24 books to survivors who are interested in taking part in that program. So uh, someone listening to our interview, young adult uh, dealing with cancer, and they found their way to your site, Uh, What's your recommendation on the best way to get started? Yeah, gosh, um, I would on our main page as well as our programs page is kind of all of the stuff. Honestly, I'd sign up for our newsletter because every program that we end up having is announced through the blog, you know, when when it's available to sign up and. And also, if we don't have something, but something really neat is happening in the young adult cancer community, we post about those kinds of things too. little studies that someone's running or, you know, an opportunity to to take part in maybe something more formal, like a support group, things like that. So I'd say our newsletter is probably a good place to start. But otherwise, all of our programs are blocked out on that main page. And if you ever get lost, just go back to the homepage. (laughs) Um, There's a lot of stuff on that website. (laughs) That's always great advice. If you're ever lost, just go home. <laughs> um, is there is there peer-to-peer support there as well? So yes and no. We have peer peer peer-to-peer support in that every program that you that a survivor joins, a creative art workshop, for instance, they will be in a room with 15 other people who have been through cancer as a young adult, which is a very powerful event, I think, because Often these survivors, if they're brand new to us and they haven't experienced another organization doing similar young adult specific things, they may never have been in a room with anyone else their age who's been through cancer. Um, and, uh, And our blog, I think, from kind of just the website programming perspective offers the chance to read through lots of different people's voices and experiences. So you get that kind of connection to another person who's been through a shared journey. Um, But we do not right now match people one-on-one with one another. Um, I think if they're in video programs frequently, they will often do that themselves. Um, But if someone does want something like that, I um, send them over to either Cancer Hope Network or Immerman's Angels because those organizations do peer-to-peer specifically and they're very good at it. Great. I appreciate that advice. Um, So having been, you know, being a young survivor yourself and now running this organization, I want to go back to uh, you know, to the younger folks that are listening to our conversation, perhaps they just got the news or caregiver is listening to our conversation. They just got the news. Any words of advice? Yeah, I would say first off, um, it probably seems like you're very alone and like no one has been through this, but I can promise 
that you're you're not alone and that there are lots of people who totally understand what you're going through and who are ready to listen or to just help share their perspective. Um, and then the other thing that I would suggest is to be ready to advocate for yourself. Um, and if you can't do that yourself as a patient, then find a caregiver um, or someone else who maybe can, who can go to um, hospital visits, um, what's the word I'm looking for, appointments, and take notes and ask questions. Never be afraid to ask questions at any point along the way. Um, a lot of the survivors in this country are treated in community hospitals, which is fabulous. That means that you have a hospital in your you know, physical kind of neighborhood, so to speak, as opposed to needing to go to a big city if you don't already live in a big city. But it also means that they may not see that many young adults. And so be ready to ask questions and speak up if something doesn't seem right or if you just want more information on anything else. And then check out Lacuna Loft. And if we don't have what you want, we'll be able to figure out where to, to send you. <laughs> Great. And uh, where can people find you online? Yeah, lacunaloft.org. Any social media li links that you want to share? Oh, yeah. Facebook, search Lacuna Loft. Uh, we actually got really lucky with all of our social handles. Twitter, at Lacuna Loft. Instagram, at Lacuna Loft. Um, we also have a YouTube page with some new content up there. Um, but everything is at Lacuna Loft. Terrific. Mallory, thank you so much uh, for spending uh, some time with us. This is such a wonderful and so needed resource. I'm, I'm thrilled to uh, be the messenger in partnership with you to reach out to our young adult community and let them know about uh, just this fantastic array of resources that's available to our young friends uh, who, who certainly need it. And I, and I appreciate it. Oh, gosh, thank you so much. This was so great talking with you. You as well. You have a good evening. You too. Thank you. We are down to our last two events for the 2018 with the Colon Cancer Coalition. They are as follows. This Saturday, November 10th in Orange County, California, is the Get Your Rear and Gear 5K Run Walk taking place at Mile Square Regional Park in Orange County. And the following Saturday, November 17th, for all of our wonderful friends out in Houston, Texas, is the last Get Your Rear and Gear event for 2018. That one is taking place at Baylor College of Medicine, the McNair Campus. And we hope to see you out at these last two events for, for 2018. Thank you for listening to We Have Cancer, and thank you to our sponsors, H2ORS and the Colon Cancer Coalition, for your support. We Have Cancer is a proud supporter of Genie's Blue Angels, providing financial support to those affected by colorectal cancer.